After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Ladies and gentlemen, please rise. And now to honor America, please join in the singing of our national anthem, representing the three-time Stanley Cup champion New Jersey Devils, Arlette. I feel like I'm, I'm at a game, oh my gosh. <laughs> oh, say can you see by the dawn's early light what so proudly we held at the twilight's last gleaming whose broad stripes and bright stars through the perilous fight or oh, the ramparts we watched were so gallantly streaming and the rocket's red the bombs bursted still there oh say does that star spangled banner yet wave o'er the land of the free and the home of the Happy Devils Sunday! This is the Let's Go Devils podcast, season three, episode 67, titled Wrecking Ball in New Jersey, because tonight we have a special guest coming live, live, Mark Recky. Live, live. Coach. Live. live, live. I am your host, Sam Wu, here with Beer Baron and Scotty. Shorts guy hey, hey. is on football media assignment somewhere down at the Jersey Shore. But yeah, we got a big podcast tonight, all powered by the Primetime Radio Network. We're on Facebook Live, Twitch, Periscope, YouTube Live, 
and Twitch. Guys, big podcast tonight. Big. We have a huge a assistant coach for the first time in our mm-hmm. podcast history. We're looking for everybody's comments. A lot of news uh, today. We're going to update our hashtag. We are fun live live ticker. Um, you can see that above. That's something new that we instituted. And also, cool. we're taking your questions and comments. And uh, if your comment is funny enough, it may it may, may make the live make live the ticker. ticker. Yeah. yeah. Make, make the- <laughs> and if uh, you pay the podcast lots of money. It also can make the ticker as well, the live, live ticker. Anyway. Well, that's pretty sweet. The yeah. live, live ticker. Yeah. The kicker yeah, sorry ticker. The kicker ticker. Sorry we didn't, kicker sorry kicker. Kicker. <laughs> sorry we didn't uh, discuss that in our uh, pre-production meeting, uh, guys. But I like it. Yeah, Go for it. Yeah. Let's see the creativity out there. Okay. Come on. <laughs> Where did Taylor Hall actually sign? Not in Buffalo. Let's go. Creative, creative choices, please. Here, let's send them, send them our way. All right. Jack Eichel was like, "Dude, I'm trying to find a way out of here, and you bring Taylor Hall. <laughs> <laughs> that's what you do. That's yeah. your big. That, actually, that should be a Jack Eichel response to the Taylor Hall signing. Go ahead. <laughs> your 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 best creative uh, responses there. Go ahead. Let's see what you yeah, got, dude. Um, first of all, Kevin, I'm super I'm excited the, for tonight. I'm, I'm not going to do the wrecking ball. The the Miley Cyrus right. Anyways, uh, yeah, let's not do that. Yeah, a lot of very exciting things happening in this whole live live thing. I have to remember because we talked about it last week that my camera is up here now and my computer mm-hmm. screen is down here, so often looks like my head is down. Sam was like, "I thought you were depressed the entire last podcast," and I was like, "No, no, 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 I wasn't depressed. I just I keep forgetting that my camera is set a little bit higher, so I." <laughs> I often am like looking down at the screen so I could see what your faces are doing, or I'm looking down at my phone <laughs> to look at the reaction of our infamous Facebook Live group because I have to tell you, we are the most commented podcast in New Jersey Devils history and on multiple platforms as you as you mentioned, but um, we have to get a lot of this uh, a lot of this underway. So, Scotty, Where's before the we get into button? Gary yeah. D. Francesca, woo. We have to get into Sam, yeah, uh, you know Sam Wu. Sam Wu left as soon as he said, "Where's the donate button?" Sam Wu was woo right out the door. Boof, gone. Head, heading to yeah. get those funds coming in. That's what he's. That's what he's trying to do. <laughs> uh, How you but, doing, uh, buddy? I'm not bad, man. Hey, it looks like my fantasy football team's gonna be five and zero. We got Mark Recchi on <laughs> tonight, which I'm excited, nervous, you know, all that kind of jazz. Uh, mm-hmm. Excited to Lots hear what his thoughts are. About. Lots of yeah. stuff to talk about. Some moves. I think Fitzgerald has been doing a beautiful job in the uh, the front office so far, and I don't know. I I, I gotta say, you know, um, I I was a little upset on on draft night, um, you know, with everything that happened, and I think it could have been probably a lot of it was the Eddie Van Halen. You know, it went through a very traumatic day uh, Mm -hmm. with Eddie passing. Uh, I don't know about anyone out there, but Eddie was definitely like when I was a kid. I know you've seen that old oh. guitar that I oh. had. You know, my first guitar, it's like a, you know, a knockoff Stratocaster, like, you know, $50 guitar. But my first mm-hmm. electric guitar had the Eddie Van Halen Frankenstein, you know, red and white paint job on it. And the thing yep. is still at my parents' house to this day. 
you know, but that was just, that was a different world back then. You know, Eddie, Eddie Van Halen was like a hero that like transcended, you know, pop culture and everything. Um, yeah, a lot of people forget that he did the uh, he did the guitar solo for. Uh, wait, wait, let me ask uh, you. See if you know. Beat it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Beat it from Michael Jackson. Yeah, he was. I mean, dude, he he revolutionized guitar playing. You know, without a doubt, there's he, nobody like Eddie Van Halen. You know, and, and he if, can you can argue him as the greatest guitarist of all time. You know, not just rock or metal. Like he is up there with you know the greatest of all time. Uh, so I was a little, a little upset, and the Rangers came in and made a little move, trying to like get ahead and show us up. And then you know we made that other third draft pick. I was a little upset. I was a little upset. But now that I've gone back and uh, done a little bit more reaching, uh, reading, obviously I was very, I was ecstatic with Holtz. Glad, glad we took him. Uh, but you know the mm-hmm. Dawson Mercer, I wasn't as up on. So you know I'm really excited to actually ask Mark Ricky what he thinks of all these. You know, draft picks, because I've been reading, you know, first I read that Dawson Mercer was kind of more of a kind of just, you know, impact player in the sense of, you know, getting under the other team's skin. But then I start reading more and this dude has put up a lot of points. Now, granted, you know, juniors and everything like that, but he still put up a hell of a lot of points where that could, you know, transition to a little more scoring than, you know, I was originally thinking, you know, and you can you can you know, kick me in, in, in the backside, you know, for being a crappy host, whatever, that's fine. Um, but I had to get up on all my videos. Sometimes there's not videos and uh, accurate research of everybody out there. Um, so I got up and I, I feel a lot better. And then, you know, Fitz came through and he made these trades that really kind of, you know, bolstered the team in a lot of areas that we were looking, you know, we bought out Corey. I wasn't, a, I wasn't a huge fan of that. Um, I mean, they must have really just felt like Corey, you know, just didn't have it in the tank anymore, and they needed to go out there and replace him because essentially we're paying the same amount of money with the buyout and Crawford's new uh, contract, you know. But whatever, I think Corey Crawford is a great, you know, addition to the team. He's got so much experience. Uh, he was a Devils fan at you know later on in life and everything like that. So I think that's really cool. Uh, him coming to the team and then Ryan Murray on defense. Um, which I believe, you know, same, th- you know, very reminiscent uh, of Sammy Votnin. You know, if this if this guy can stay healthy, you know, he can be a real impact mm. player on like, you know, moving the play up ice, which, you know, there were at times where we were banging our heads like they couldn't get out of the zone, you know, like and, and this guy should help the team on defense uh, do that more. And don't forget, he was what he was. Uh, he was a number he was two, a first round, number two, number two, overall, number two right? overall. In the 2012, played for North America. Number, yeah, you know, like this kid, you know, goodbye, Marco. It was, it's been fun, but now we're on to this next project of uh, someone who's maybe in a, in a, you know, a, a first round pick that needs a little rejuvenation. So, um, you know, it's 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 exciting. There's a lot of moves there, and then you know, getting Andres Janssen um, also mm-hmm. kind of provides a little bit more depth scoring, you know, for that bottom six uh, type of role. And, uh, you know, I was actually watching some highlights from him um, before we came on a little earlier. And uh, once I knew my uh, fantasy football Sunday was over, I just switched over into watching uh, <laughs> hockey highlights. And uh, as you as we're in the same league, you know, that was quite a while ago. So uh, yeah. I was watching some of the uh, the stick work that this guy's got. He's got some really good hands and it mm-hmm. kind of gives a little more depth scoring, you know, so um I feel like Fitz made some really good moves there. And 
the um which one is it we're only paying a a, a smaller portion of money we're ta we're taking the full cap hit but we're only paying a uh, a smaller portion of the contract because it was already guaranteed and, and paid up front so our, our our cap hit is more than what what we're actually paying i think the cap hit's like what 3.5 or something like that i could be wrong about that i got to go back and look um is that for Janssen? I think, I think that's for Janssen, right? For Janssen, yeah, or is yeah, it, yeah. Or is it, yeah, Murray and Murray is only signed for one more year, right? Or is he three? One of them is three. I'm, I'm getting confused here. Uh, yeah. One See, of them is th this three is the more thing years. Is, it starts to get a little confusing because there's a bunch of things that are happening and a bunch of moving pieces. But I agree with you completely. Like Fitzgerald has has really, he hasn't gone out and gotten a Petrangelo or the big time sexy move that everybody would be freaking out about like, Oh my God. But you know, sometimes those moves don't work out. And I think what he's doing is he's getting in that age group because I think, um, I think both Murray or Murray, I think both, uh, uh, both are in that age group of under 26 or around that area uh, that he was talking about that he wanted to kind of get people that have controllable years under their contract and also get them as they're, mm -hmm. you know, on that, early side of their 20s both yeah, moves i think are, are, both of them 25. are great both crawford is crawford is on the opposite end crawford's a little bit older Obviously. but you're coming with pedigree yeah. so you're yeah. coming you're and coming like to the devils you have game. yeah and you have a tandem now of mackenzie blackwood and crawford you're not expecting crawford to take the whole load because you want mackenzie blackwood to take that next big step to be the true number one but now you mm -hmm. have a backup that you don't have to think is going to go six and eighteen you know, or something yeah. like that. So yeah. I think bringing, bringing in Crawford is a great idea. I, I think he needed, uh, I don't think, well, I don't think he needed a, a change of scenery, but he definitely uh, was kind of shocked that the, the Blackhawks bought him out. And I think that this will be a, a nice kind of, uh, I don't know if you want to call it a rejuvenation, but it will be a nice little wake up call for him to get a second chance. Uh, mm -hmm. But honestly, like, I'm excited with the pieces that that Fitzgerald is putting together. I'm I'm curious to see if he's done, or if they're going to still kind of tinker around, making any moves or any changes. Now, there was something that I wanted to bring up to you that I thought was extremely interesting. Um, mm -hmm. And I forgive me, I just spent the last four Omar's hours. Omar's already Omar's already uh, mentioning a couple things here. Is does it have anything to do with a team in Florida? Uh, it does not have anything to do with a team in Florida. Okay, but I will say this. Okay. So there was a lot of talk. There was uh, a gentleman that was on TSN who was talking about when he went and interviewed with the Devils for the GM position that they were talking a lot about offer sheets. And then after mm -hmm. he said that, there was just speculation out the wazoo. Like, who are they going to try to get? Who are they going to try to do? What are they going to try? This, that, and the other thing. Do I think they're actually going to try and offer sheet anybody? No. But that's that kind of throws like an interesting aspect into it that ownership was very curious about how that process works and, and would they be willing to, to, you know, aggressively pursue somebody? Mm -hmm. um, you have to pay a pretty hefty price if you offer sheet somebody. Uh, I mean, it's not oh, yeah. something that, especially if you offer sheet somebody that is, you know, higher up there on the, on the billing. Um, mm -hmm. So I don't, I don't mm -hmm. expect Fitzgerald to do it, but at the same time, just, it's just interesting to see what their thought process is of, of what's going on. And I will say yep. this, the moves he's made, very smart. You mm -hmm. trade Joey Anderson for uh, mm -hmm. Johansson one for one. That's the new one for one, by the way. I know it used to be <laughs> Larson for, uh, for Taylor Hall was our one, our big one for one. But now we got a new one for one, and I think it's a really smart move. I was a huge 
Joey Anderson fan, and I did not want to see him go. I thought that kid mm-hmm. had a ton of of, of uh, potential. But hey, things happen, and uh, and that's what it is. So, hey, what's up, Sammy? Hey guys, all right, are you guys ready? Are you guys ready? We're ready. I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited. I was telling Scotty uh, before before we went on air that um, Mark Recchi is like one of those players that. I wish he put on a devil's uniform and I was like, jealous envy. like my friends that are flyer fans, Pittsburgh fans, even the Caniacs, you know, redneck hockey. I was always jealous. And even the Bruins fans, always jealous. Uh, but now I'm glad he's on our team as assistant coach. Please to welcome to the let's go devils podcast. Mark Recky. Mark, you're on with Sam, uh, Scotty and Scott. How are you? I'm doing terrific. How are you guys doing? Doing great. great. You know, Mark. So Hello? nice to have you on, on the show. <laughs> yeah, thanks, thanks for having me, guys. Sorry, uh, sorry about the uh, Texas back and forth, but uh, it's great to be on. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, no worries. Uh, Mark, yeah, like uh, Scotty was just saying, uh, you know, it's a huge honor to have you on the show, and it's a huge honor to have you as an assistant coach for the Devils. And uh, I have to say, as soon as you were hired, it felt like the entire internet erupted with Devils fans just jumping out of their seats with excitement uh, that with everything that you can bring to the team. And, you know, we're, we're super pumped about uh, what you're going to be able to, to bring to the table. Um, have you had a chance to sit down with Lindy and really kind of take a look at the roster and how it's shaping up in the last couple of days? Or Uh, no, we haven't, haven't talked to Lindy this weekend. I'm sure we have, we'll have a call tomorrow. Uh, me, uh, Lindy, and Elaine, we, we'll get on a call tomorrow. Uh, we've been going over some uh, system structure stuff as well already, uh, getting prepared for the upcoming year. So I, I believe on Monday that tomorrow we'll get on a call and, and uh, you know, obviously talk about, the, you know, the real exciting moves that, uh, you know, Tom Fitzgerald's made. And, um, you know, he's, he's brought in some quality players, some quality people, and, and um, you know, uh, a step in the right direction, and, and keep adding to this, uh, keep adding to this team right now. Mark, well, we just want to say also, you know, welcome to New Jersey. You know, we're we're very happy to have you here. We're very excited, uh, you know, as you're gonna help bring this young team, you know, into the new generation. You know, just tell, I mean, have you have you got yourself settled in? Are you are you feeling okay over there in New Jersey? Obviously, everything is. Uh, a little bit crazy still you know we're still in our partial lockdown but but how you been how you been holding up yeah I, you know what I, i'm extremely excited about this opportunity and like i said this is you know when you see the young players and, and when you have a rebuild and and you know you're you're trying to you know you're trying to build a championship team it's nothing better than being part of that and and uh i'm excited about it and you know i'm going to start reaching out to players here this week and and once you know everything settles down with all this free agency and everything uh start you know building relationships with players um i haven't got to new jersey yet i'm actually going there in a couple of weeks to look at places uh so we can uh get settled in and, and uh get ready for the season coming up and make sure that's taken care of um you know we, we kind of got a partial date now anyways which is great so um mm-hmm. something to look forward to and and uh hopefully that uh, that stands stands up and and we're playing hockey january 1st yeah hey, hey, Mark, such before a... we uh, oh 
jump into the uh, all, all of the uh, New Jersey Devils. Uh, you were just talking there about rebuilding a championship. Just want to ask you real quick, what what did you think of the uh, the NHL playoffs this year? And uh, you know, Tampa Bay coming out on top, but just the whole you know bubble system and how everything uh, kind of went down. I, I I thought it came out great. We've talked about it for weeks. Just you know. The games, the excitement, the energy that was involved with it. Uh, but love would get love to get your take as a former player and coach. Yeah, you know what? I, I thought it was terrific. I thought the league did a fantastic job. Um, we were only in the bubble for a short period, unfortunately, but uh, you know it was well set up. Uh, the hockey was tremendous. Um, you know mm-hmm. the, the guys there, and and um, you know. It, they did a heck of a job under the circumstances and, and uh, with everything going on, they handled it like true professionals and, and it was just great hockey. And, and that finals was awesome. I thought the semifinals, oh, yeah. the finals, well, all the hockey was great, but I, I just thought it just, I, you know, I thought the end, the last couple of rounds were just absolutely terrific and fun to watch. And um, Tampa, Tampa's, uh, they figured out how to win. Uh, they I give them a ton of credit. They, they've had their ups and downs and they've been close and, you know, mm-hmm. early, early players, and and uh, they figured they figured out how to play playoff hockey, and, and uh, they were a tough team to play against, and and uh, and then to go along with all that skill, uh, it was just really fun to watch. Dallas too, they surprised a lot of people. Absolutely, I mean they got a lot of character guys in that room, and and obviously they just it came together for them, and and uh, they got on a great run. They got a good team. Uh, they're very well balanced. They, you know, they got some good young guys that brought them a lot of energy with their with their veterans, and and uh, mm-hmm. you know they did a good job. And Kudobin was terrific in that form. So, Mark, going into the the new season, like you said just a little while ago, that the uh, the scheduled date so far right now is tentatively uh, January first. This entire season that just wrapped up, and and this off season that's happening right now, when we should be opening up, uh, you know, the beginning of the season. What are your? I don't know. I want to say like expectations because you haven't gotten into the camp yet. You haven't really gotten a chance to, to talk to any of the players. But what are your feelings just approaching a season in this manner? Like outside of, you know, the everyday running the numbers and talking to the players and going through practices. Like just personally, like what does this feel for you? Like trying to prepare for a season that's starting so late in the year. Yeah, it's so uh, it, it's so weird. It's uh, you know, I'm like. It's- <laughs> Over. like we're, we're usually cranking it up when we're, we're a weekend of the season right now and uh it, it's just very strange the whole you know playing through the summer and and uh you know obviously eventually they'll get this thing back on track and back to normal normal hockey uh times but uh you know right now you just have to you know unfortunately this you know you gotta go with the flow and gotta figure things out as as you go and, and try and be as flexible as you can and the guy you know i think you know, the league's going to do, you know, they're going to do whatever they can to make this right again and, and make sure that we can have a season. And, and uh, between them and the, uh, the NHLPA, I think they're, they have a great relationship. And I think that that LPC always helps as well. Mm. Hey, Mark, I wanted to get your uh, opinion on some of these, uh, you know, we've been talking about young devils. Uh, and the devils are rebuilding. And, and us fans, we've been, uh, you know, we've been here and we've been going through it, you know. We had we had very high expectations going into the year, and it didn't work out exactly uh, as planned. So we've been trying to tell ourselves to, you know, keep our expectations in check with our young team. Uh, but I just wanted to start out with, you know, front and center Nico Heischer. 
and you know just what is your your feelings about him because we saw him grow over the course of last season really starting to take on some leadership roles you know i'm not sure how closely you were watching you know beforehand but uh just in general uh your impressions of nico which you know in large portion this team is is going to function you know kind of around him him and jack there at the top yeah, you know what? Absolutely, and and you know what? I I watch a lot. I watch a lot of hockey. I'm a fan as well. Um, I love I love to watch games after you know the late games. I love mm. you know games during the weekends in the afternoon. So I'm always watching hockey. So uh, I love I love it, and I and I absolutely love Nico uh, as a player. Uh, he's to me he's he's gonna he's gonna develop into Patrice Patrice Bergeron. Uh, he's got that he's got that 200 foot game, strong on pucks. Mm. Um, and everything I've heard about him is just an amazing kid. Uh, and I just, you know, you see a player that's just going to be a, a cornerstone for a long, long time for this team. And, um, you know, I did watch him. I, you know, I, you know, you do pay attention to him. And, and he does a lot of little detail things that just for a young player, you know, it usually takes him a little while. And he grasps him pretty quick. And I think he's been obviously well coached, you know, through, through his career, uh, you know, over in Europe and here. He's been uh, very, very well coached, obviously. And to piggyback off of that, what are your thoughts about Jack Hughes about taking that next step? Because last year, obviously, you know, we, we've talked about a million times how the, the year was shortened and there was just a lot of kind of just turnover in the in the Devils in general. Um, it wasn't really what I would say the best kind of number one pick uh, year you would want. But uh, what, what do you think he needs to do to take that next step to, to really elevate his game uh, this year? And, and I guess going forward. You know what he? You know it, it's a great. Uh, it's great that he came and played, and uh, you know there's obviously there's always pressure on being a number one guy. But now he's got that one year under his belt. Uh, he understands the league now. Uh, he understands what it takes on a daily basis, a daily grind, and I think that's going to benefit him uh, tremendously. And, and you know we're gonna. You know um, I know that our coaching staff. You know you got, we're going to be very patient with him. Uh, he's got high-end skill. It's just incredible skill. You know, he's to me, he's a guy you're, you're going to run your power play through, um, you know, and, and uh, if, he's, if he's playing the way he should be playing, then, you know, we want him quarterback in a power play. And, and uh, he has that, that skill level that you know, we're going to put him in a position to, to succeed. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's, this new season is just he's going to be prepared and he's going to be ready. Uh, he understands it now. He'll, you know, he's had a lot of time to get, uh, you know, probably get a little bit stronger. Uh, which is always important as you're as you're getting older in the league, and you know he's 19 years old now, and and hopefully he's you know he's added a little bit of weight and, and uh, a little bit of strength, and maybe even a little bit more explosiveness in his skating, and and uh, and then just keep keep growing from there, and and it's our job to help him, and in all areas, mentally, physically, and in, in all areas, and that's what we're going to do, and we're going to work with him uh, every day to help him get to you know to the point where he's you know going to be a top player in this league. Yeah, and and like we, I said, you know, it's gotta be it's pictures gotta be on the internet. Yeah, where he's starting to get shredded. Yeah. kids looking good. But I mean, you, you feel bad for the kid just coming into the situation, and unfortunately, just things didn't pan out the way that the Devils wanted to last year. Um, but the you know, the upside, like you said, you grow from that and you learn from that, and and hopefully that you know he'll take that next big step this year, whenever the you know the season starts. That is, but uh, is there anybody on the team? And I know this is kind of one of those questions, that, like. It might be a little silly, but is there anybody on the team that kind of reminds you of yourself when you were when you were playing 
that you're excited to kind of get in there and, and really work with? Well, I, I think Paul Mary is very similar to me, um, and I, mm -hmm. I'm looking for it. Really excited to work with him. Um, I think you know we you know we we, we could play kind of a, a you know physical game. We could play you know we could score goals. We could make plays. Like you know I th I really enjoy watching him, and I think he's a, he's a very important piece for our leadership there. Obviously, uh, the one player I've been watching a lot, and, and not so much similar to me, but I'm, I'm kind of excited to see. How he can grow, how he can continue to grow is is Jesper Bratt. So um, I see a lot of skill. Uh, I see something to really work with. Uh, he's 21 years old, and, and and I think he could, you know, he could be another kid that we, you know, hopefully he can take that next step this year, and and uh, we can put him in positions to succeed and and help him along here. And and I really I'm really excited about him as well. Uh, I just see a lot of a lot of skill. He's got to get a little bit inside more. Um, and that's the stuff we'll work with him on. You know, Mark, you uh, were, you know, you said Jesper Bratt right there. And, um, you know, he reminds me a lot of the player I was going to ask you about right now. And, uh, you know, as someone who's going to be obviously uh, working with the offense, uh, this player, I think, will have a great deal <laughs> to do with it. And I'm speaking of uh, Nikita Gusev. And he, he as well, we saw him really start to come out of his shell uh, later in the year when he was actually when he was paired up with Pavel Zaka. We started to see some some real spark there. And we started to see, you know, Pavel actually start to shoot the puck a little bit more, uh, getting some more confidence, it looked like. So I was wondering just, you know, how do you see, you know, Nikita Gusev being used on this team to, you know, really reach that full potential? Well, he's another one that's going to, uh, to me, is going to uh, greatly, you know, uh, because it is going to be his second year. Uh, it's mm -hmm. just, you know, first year over in, in playing in the NHL. Uh, it's a totally different game than Europe. Uh, and I think, as you say, he got better and better as the year went on because he got adapted to the style of play over here in the smaller ranks and and a uh, little less time. And and uh, he his high-end skill is incredible. Um you know, he's going to be a big part of it. And, uh, you know, hopefully he can just keep growing and, and take, you know, take that, uh, you know, the second half of the year and, and just can flourish from there. And, and uh, you know, and then you talk about Zacco, who's another player. That's, you know, he's a young player. He's big. He's a big body. Uh, he can skate. And, uh, you know, he was a pretty high draft pick. And, and sometimes mm -hmm. the pressures of that aren't always, you know, easiest for young guys. And, and uh, he's another, another guy that we expect to continue to grow here. And, and again, it's up to us to do it and help them. And they've got to do their part, but we've got to do our part to help them as well. And, and uh, you know, I think that's the, that's the exciting part for, for all of us, really. And, and uh, you know, they should be excited, the players. This is, you know, a great opportunity to, to start building something real special. And, and um, you know, we're excited about it as coaches, and I hope, uh, you know, that they are as well. And, and you see what Fitzgerald, we bring, you know, we bring in a real good young forward, uh, Johnson from uh, Toronto. Mm -hmm. um, I don't mm -hmm. know the Anderson, young Anderson very well. Um, um, I just heard you guys say, you, you know, you really liked him. I didn't, I don't know much about him, but I just know Johnson from watching him and, uh, you know, he's going to be a, he's going to be a good addition for us. And, you know, he's scored 20 yeah. goals in this league. He knows what the league's all about. He's got some skill. He can skate and he, and he fits what the game is now. And, and there's another piece that, you know, is going to, to help this team continue to grow. Now, did you get a chance to, uh, to take a look at the, the, 
the number seven pick, uh, Alexander Holtz. Have you get, had a chance to take a look at any part of his game, or, or do you feel like he could possibly transition into the NHL this year, or do you think he's going to be a little ways away? Um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what, uh, you know, what training camp's like with him. I mean, he, he's playing right now, which is great. Um, mm-hmm. you know, I think that's, uh, I believe he's playing right now. So, um, but which is great. And, you know, and that'll give him an opportunity. He's going to come in, you know, uh, having played a bunch of games and, you know, and hopefully he's, uh, he's ready to take that step. And, you know, that I, all the things I heard and, and watched and saw on him, um, uh, it was pretty, pretty exciting as well. And, uh, somebody that's, uh, really score goals. He's got, uh, you know, he's got high end hockey sense and, and he can really shoot the puck. And, and, uh, you know, another guy, you know, to get excited about the draft is exciting. Um, you know, you can have three picks in the first round and, and a bunch of picks overall. And, and, and it's exciting when you just, you know, you feel like you're just really, you know, just continuing to grow with this thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Mark actually wanted to ask you because um, you know eventually I want to you know get a little something into your into your playing career because uh, there are some historic moments that you were um, a part of even from uh, from a Devils perspective. But you you are someone who played in the league for uh, was twenty on twenty two seasons, um, and back in ninety one even with with Super Mario. Oh man, I used to, I remember going to see some of those Pittsburgh. Devils games back in the day when Mario would just slice <laughs> us up. But um, you played through the transition of, you know, the league was a lot different in the 90s. And, you know, they changed the rules. Uh, they got rid of the grabbing. You know, the defense is a little different. The game is very, very fast now. Um, as a coach, being that you played through that transition, do you think that, you know, helps you? Uh, be able to translate this and you know you know what what do you feel is the biggest difference from back in the day to you know to now yeah well speed is is definitely it's high-end speed but when i was playing in 2011 the rules were were were, you know basically from 2006 on the rules have you know been you know been the game has been created to get more speed more offense more scoring and um you know and you've seen it and you know, it's just so I I was I played in that era. I played in the clutch and grab, which was miserable. But um, you know, <laughs> but it was, uh, you know, it was. You got, which, some, good, you got some good numbers here, though, in oh. those uh, those years. That 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 uh, flyer record over there. <laughs> oh, yeah. 123 points. That's not yeah, bad. Yeah, I yeah, know. No, it was. Good. You know, it was crazy though. You'd get, we used to get to the bench, and you know, I remember Johnny O'Claire would go, "Geez." We just spent a minute out there. We didn't even get a shot on them, and I'm exhausted right now. <laughs> you know, it's funny because Sam Sam started off uh, right before he, he brought you in. He said that the the one of the guys that you always wanted to have in the jersey, and it was it's so true. Like when you were out there, it was always like, oh, man, there's Recky again. He's gonna kill us. He's gonna kill us tonight. And uh, you know, as a Devils fan, it's it's exciting to have you as a part of this team. Uh, and we had a, a Facebook uh, question and uh, one of our fans wanted to know, what do you think is going to be the biggest challenge coming into this season? Not to step away from the playing stuff, but to kind of get back into the the coaching aspect. So what do you think is going to be the uh, the biggest challenge, uh, not just for you, but I guess for, for the overall coaching staff going into this season? 
Well, yeah, it's just, it's 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 totally different dynamics. I mean, we're starting we're starting in January. You're going to probably have training camp in December at some point, or or training camp early January. I'm not sure how it's all going to work out, but you know, it's it's getting the mindset with the players in the right frame of mind. That's what that's going to be our biggest goal is getting them in the right frame of mind right off the bat. Um, mm-hmm. You know, New Jersey's been off for a long time. Um, you know, they've been <laughs> off since March. almost a full year and a half. To, you know. Yes. We, yeah, so you know, if you think about it, it's a it's a long time. So we're going to have to get their mindset and get them into you know we're going to have to you know we we'll obviously have to be patient and start, but then we're going to have to ramp it up pretty quick so that they're getting a feel of what it's like to play a game again and and a hard game and and uh, you know and stuff like that. There'd be teams that have just finished playing you know three months ago and or two and a half months, three months ago. So you know they're you know you're going to have to be ready in your mind and mentally. I think is going to be the biggest challenge for. For all of our guys, I think physically now all the players are ready. Uh, they work hard. Mm-hmm. The players are all fit. Yeah. They they do what they have to do. They're, you know, you know, it's it's a different era now where they, you know, everybody's got their own personal trainers and, you know, uh, as long as uh, as well as working with our strength coaches and and so they're, you know, they got individual skills on and off the ice and you know, so they they're always fit. That's we never worried, you know, for the most part about players being fit. Uh, it's just now you got to get to the mental mindset and make sure that they're ready uh, mentally and, and um, you know, and do the right things physically as well. Like you got to, you're going to have to, you know, you're obviously going to have to, you know, we're going to have to ramp up as quick as possible, but you got to be smart about it as well. And, and, uh, and, you know, Lindy's been around for a long time and very experienced head coach. So, you know, he'll know how to handle it properly. And, and uh, you know, I think we'll do the right things for you to get the players going for that first game of the year. Mm-hmm. Mark, now I know we're uh, we're coming up on a little bit of a, a time crunch here, so I, I I have to ask you, okay? Now I know this may bring up some bad memories for you, but for us Devils fans, the 2000 Eastern Conference Finals, New Jersey Devils versus the Philadelphia Flyers, is you know obviously in our lore, and um, we've never got a chance to talk to someone, you know, on the other side of that. So uh, what what was your perspective, you know, from that series? And, you know, what was it like playing against Scott Stevens? And, and our, own, our own personal podcast enforcer, Ken Danico. Oh, my God. And the A-line as well. Holy shit. Even you. I'll let you talk because I'm going to keep blabbering here, you know, like, but what, what was it like being on the other side? You know what? It, that was a that was a heck of a series. I mean, that was, uh, you know, we had an opportunity to grab it and didn't take advantage of it. And you know, they, you know, they, you know, they were they've been, you know, they've been champions before. You know, and they they knew what it took. And and uh, you know, we 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 battled right to the end. And you know, it was uh, you know a goal. You know, near the end of the game, and and uh, you know they they got the opportunity and they got the bounce and they took advantage of it, and uh, we didn't take advantage of being up three two in the series, and and uh, you know, but it was a heck of a series, and and playing against Scott and you know and those guys Danico and you know Dano and and that crew for for so long and Marty, it, it, you know, it was you had to be ready to play every night, and if you weren't, you were going to get your head taken off. So um, you know, and, and but they were but they were honest and. and and they were both honest players and you know they were great they were you know i know they were great teammates and honest players and 
you know, they came to play every night and, and uh, you had to be ready. And, you know, I played right ring most of my career. So most of the time it was against those two guys and, and uh, you know, it wasn't always fun, but, uh, you know, but it was also a challenge for me, you know, uh, you know, hopefully I can, hopefully I can do something and, and see what I can do. But, uh, that was a heck of a series. So, and, you know, it, you know, um, you know, it's when you get to game seven in the semifinals, you lose, it's always tough. I mean, that's, um, you know, that's a tough one. I was, I actually had two game sevens to get to the finals, uh, that I ended up losing one, you know, as well, both in Philly. So, you know, those were tough. Mm-hmm. But you did win three cups. Yeah, I'll make end. up for it. Yeah, definitely. Made up yeah, for that, it. All, that makes that makes up for it in the end. <laughs> yeah, but I, I'm greedy though. I'm greedy. I want it more. So. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what what oh, is? Man. I mean, it's completely different feelings winning as a, a player and a coach. But which one does any of them stand out to you? Oh yeah. I mean, a lot of people say the first one, but some people say like, well, winning as a coach was a completely different feeling and and winning as a coach meant a little bit more because I was helping guide these guys to it. What what is your opinion? Oh, it was, it's definitely different. Uh, There's no question. It's definitely different than than actually being, you know, in management or or coaching, but it's still the same feeling. It's still incredible Mm -hmm. that, that, you know, you're part of something that you want a championship because it's not easy to win championships. And it's not easy to win the Stanley Cup, and and to just be part of that is, is amazing. And and you know, in terms of what was one of my favorite, God, I, you know, I, I won early in my career, and then it took me 15 years to win another one, and then and then I ended my career winning one. So you know, they, you, right. you just can't go wrong. With, I mean, you know, everyone's amazing, and and uh, you know, they all have their, their their different special moments, but you know, they're 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 all the same to me. It's just like you know, you got a chance to win a Stanley Cup, and and that's what you play for. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, Mark, we want to thank you for uh, coming on to the podcast here and, you know, taking some time to, you know, chat with us as uh, you get prepped for this season, which is, you know, different and we're we're all going through it together here. Um, But man, we, we are so happy and excited that you are a part of the New Jersey Devils family and uh, please, you know, open invitation whenever you want to come back on this podcast, because I, I want to hear some Mario Lemieux stories from back in the day, too. <laughs> you know, I want I want to hear about some of that stuff. So whenever you want to come back on this podcast, you are more than welcome. Open invitation. Absolutely. I appreciate that, guys. And yeah, Mario's the classiest guy around. So I got lots of lots of good, you know, lots of good stories about him. So he's the best. So. Um, but appreciate you guys having me on and yeah, we look forward to, uh, seeing you guys soon. Thank you so much, Mark. Thank you very much. Have a great day or night. (laughs) Awesome. You guys too. Have a good night. (laughs) All right. How about that? It's crazy. Devil's assistant coach, Mark Reiki right here on the show. How cool is that, man? He is awesome. Yeah. He's so awesome. I, you know what? You, you you nail it on the head. Like I had so many other questions, but I freeze sometimes. I'm like, oh, I, my I brain so just goes. Dude, I yeah. got like, I, I wanted to ask him about every single player I have written down. I'm like, Nico, you, <laughs> Bob, Johansson, Gusev, Pratt, Sack. I have like, like every, no one thought I have like every single prospect written down. Like, what do you think about this guy? What do you yeah, think about I, this guy? I think, you know what though? I, I think it's. You, you just don't want to bombard them because it's like, yeah, they haven't even had a chance to really talk to the players or really get into, into camp oh, yet. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but hopefully hopefully we can get them back on like after camp gets swinging in and then we can kind of get an inside look at what's going on. But, 
man, that was awesome. We've talked to some cool people. So cool. I'll tell you, but that's that's so cool because he's he's a part of the he's a part of the coaching staff currently. That's the first time mm-hmm. we've ever you know we've been able to do that. Um, he he had some awesome insight, and I I hope everybody was listening, especially when he was talking about somebody that he's very excited about, Jesper Bratt, and um, mm-hmm. I think we saw last year a real big flash of what Jesper Bratt can bring. He's always had those little quick moments, you know, whether it's that uh, shootout goal in Ottawa, that first real moment when you're like, yeah, this guy's got some moves Mm -hmm. or, you know, just throughout his career so far in his young career, he's, he's had these moments where you're like, this kid is special. And now you're bringing in a coach that's going to be able to work with these young, talented forwards that we have. And you forget, and like, it's crazy. Too. you forget, we have Gusev, you have, you have Brat, you have Hughes, you have Johansson now, you have like all these Nico. great, Nico, who, who hopefully Zaka. will be our no captain. Alexander no Holtz, Dawson there's, Mercer. There's a, there, like, I know, listen, I know there's people that are like, oh, the devils need to get Dadinov, the devils need to go get Hoffman, the devils need to go get you know, Petrangelo, they need to bring back Hall. They need to do this. They need to do that. I think like we said in the very beginning of the show, they're doing it the right way. You bring in an experienced mm-hmm. head coach with Lindy Ruff. You bring in mm-hmm. an amazing uh, assistant coach with Mark Recchi, who's great with working with young, talented forwards. You and Naz, Naz coming back who knows mm-hmm. everybody who's going to be working. Oh, we, with the ask, even team. Go- we didn't even ask him about that. Like, that's what, what happens. There's so many I things. Got star, I got starstruck. I'm not going to lie. I got so many things. I, <laughs> I got I know starstruck. What I did. There's like, like squirrels for... everywhere. I'm like, squirrel, 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 yeah, squirrel. Yeah. Mark Reiki squirrel. Mark Reiki squirrel. Mark Reiki squirrel. Wow. I just kept thinking like, oh, my God. It's Mark Reiki. This is like what happened when Doc Emmer came on the first time. I was like, oh, my God. It's yeah. Doc Emmer. We're all, we're all shaking. Yeah. Don't screw me. Like, you're, you're Doc Emmerich. Oh, my God. I'll tell you what, how nerve-wracking it is because if you screw it up or you accidentally say something that may offend your guests that you worked hard to bring on the podcast, it could ruin all past memories because you did something stupid, whatever. So you try not to screw it up. And you try not to fanboy. It's a good thing I, I brought up that whole Phillies choke, th- uh, Flyers choke then thing, huh? Right? That, that was real smart of me. I had to ask that, though. I had to ask. No, but you know what? To, to your to your defense, 100% you had to ask that because that's one yeah. of those questions. Like, I've always been curious to see what, like, the other side of that because we've been on. We've never, yeah, look we've at never the, asked anyone. We were, on the other, we were on the other side of a 3-2 collapse when we lost the Stanley Cup Finals to, to the Avalanche. So yeah. as a fan... We know what that feels like, but as a player, like you know, it was cool to get that perspective. But yeah, I'm, I'm. I wanted to hear after, like Dano would like face wash him all the time or something like that. You know, Danico would probably be doing that. Dano was doing that. No face wash on there was so physical. <laughs> if you remember, and oh, yeah. remember, Mark was part of that Flyers team. I believe the series before against Pittsburgh, they had that five overtime. Or six overtime game or something like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Was that, like, then? Was that then that happened? But Primo? Did Primo I think score? it was Primo's move where he went in the fifth against overtime. Capitalist. Yeah, and he had mm-hmm. this one move all night. And then in the fifth overtime, he decides to switch the move and then shoots mm-hmm. it. And then I think the top corner, uh, which was a, a, an amazing series, too. I mean, that 2000, that was heavyweights through and through. 
yeah. Each mm-hmm. round was heavyweight. Turning point is an easy turning point to say is when Eliash scored, and that was like that was the turning point in oh, the yeah. entire series. But I mean, like to be honest with you, I, Mark Recchi was one of those players that you're like, oh my god, this guy is just is just a killer. He's a killer. Like oh, you never want like to play one of those dudes. Him. Yeah, you never wanted to play never. against him. Never, never wanted to play. It's against always him. like they yeah. got freaking Recchi. You know, like yeah. it's. Yeah. You know, he's he's one of those. And dude, you look at his numbers too. Like I man, I didn't even realize that. Fifty three goals, seventy assists, hundred twenty three points. He's got the Flyers single season record, you know, yeah. for, for points. And I think goals too. I don't know if it's for assists, but like he was a monster. He led the team in points uh that two thousand year too. And the Flyers were number one overall in the uh what was it then? The Atlantic division? Was that what it was back then? I don't I don't remember. The Atlantic Metropolitan Patrick Eastern Division. The, at that time, it was the Atlantic, I believe. Oh, it, it might the have been Atlantic, the Patrick. So. Might have been the Patrick. No, mm. I think the Patrick. I don't know. Whatever, dude. My brain Doesn't is matter. like is mush. None of this matters. Mark Recchi was on before. That's all that matters. Yeah, I, uh, I but it was just great to hear his perspective. And uh, what's that, Zamu? I couldn't do the interview. I hid. <laughs> You know, there's certain players right. that you idolize when, like, if Timu Sulani, that's one, Yager, mm-hmm. you know, these are players that you grew up watching that you just idolize, just the moves that they made or, you know, or you try to emulate, you know, with, you know, I mean, it's obviously it's hard to emulate <laughs> the greatest players, but, you know, some players, uh, Joe Sackick, that's another one, Matt Sundin, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and, but, Recky, I mean, his size, that's why they call him the wrecking ball. Just just because he played like a power forward, but he was 5'10", you know, mm-hmm. playing, playing a, a, you know, back then you talked about that transition, that the clutching, grabbing. I mean, that was a physical, I mean, there's, and the plus physical is not, you watch an old video either from that like in the 90s or the early 2000s forget about the 80s it's like a whole never, a whole nother world but you watch it like in early 2000s and you think that nah, wasn't that bad there was pretty open ice holy crap you see like ken danico <laughs> full-on like turning the blade of his stick and hooking into somebody and the ref is standing right there and he's like let it play boys let it play <laughs> you would see somebody get bear hugged and like to the board and nothing would happen nowadays. You breathe on somebody, and you get you know you get a double minor. So, and remember yeah, that's what it was, brought... man. When people, you bring the puck up, and it was like if they try to chip it by you, play the body, just just knock them. You know, like that's all you had to do. Now you can't do it. That's interference penalty. Like you can't do then, that anymore. You know. All and right. Then, so I have. The... A... Sorry. No, 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 no. Go ahead, Sam. Say, like I, I, I'll I'll get back oh. to this in a second, Sam. Finish your thought. No, the. Remember when the NHL added the, uh, another referee because they weren't catching all the all the spears and and all the shenanigans? So they added an extra referee, and then and then they weren't you know, and then suddenly like the game changed a little bit because mm-hmm. then one ref would look at another ref like, "Are you going to make it? Are you going to make it?" But finally, they got it, they got it right with replay. They got it right because the game is just too bad for the human eye to 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 <laughs> capture. You know, it's fast, man. Hockey is hockey is really, really, really fast. And it's so um, much. You know what, though? It, this is one of those sports that I hate the trapezoid and stuff like that. But for the most part, the transition into the way that the NHL is now 
there's a lot of people who are like, you can't take away this and there's too many penalties. But the way the game flows now, it's so sweet. When you watch somebody like Connor McDavid go from, you know, end to end and undress an entire team and then score a ridiculous goal, you know, like you can't sit back and say, man, I wish somebody would come across the middle and just Scott Stevens, that dude right in the face, even though, Trust me. I mean, I kind of, I would say those that. Were great I mean, times. I would kind of, yeah, I would kind of say that. It's kind of, um, you know, it's it's odd though. This, you know, you don't you don't see a lot of these. You know, you look at Recky's numbers here. You don't see a lot of these fifty-three goals, seventy uh, assist guys out there. You know, there used to be a lot more of them though. Maybe the goalies yeah. are just better now. We'll, so we'll say trying, that. I'm trying to go back. So what were you gonna? Our, I'm trying to go back into our our Facebook group, and I'm scrolling back through all the all the, the uh, comments, which we are the most commented podcast. Yeah, in good luck. New Jersey you, Devils. You picked the wrong podcast to scroll history. back on, buddy. You're going to be going for a while. Listen, when I scroll, it's like, like real quick, and I'm just trying to find a few that I passed over. Um, so you mentioned that somebody was talking about uh, Tampa Bay, and I can't I can't oh, yeah. find it. But oh, then my. there was uh, our friend Ray. Our friend Ray brought up uh, what's what's going on with the Chicago Ray, situation. Ray? Manta Ray, Ray. No, not Manta Ray's. Oh, maybe he was. Ray, is your name Manta Ray? Ray? Sam, did you get Ray's address so we can send him no, Ray his, Leo. Uh, his prize package? Yes. Ray Leo. Yes. Raymond Leo. Yes. Raymond yes. Leo. I, I got it uh, this morning, actually. I didn't you check You know what? Email. You know what we should do? Once, once Sam gets his, like, his setup Going back, Ray, if you're listening right now, we should get Ray like on a Zoom or something like that. Or maybe we get him on a phone, just do a little hello, and uh, we'll say hi to Ray and see what his predictions for the season are. Since he was so good at predicting the Stanley Cup Finals, let's see what his uh, predictions are and for the Devils. When well, you get my... back, yeah, when you get back to your regular, uh, normal, you know, digs and you're all set up and you're cool to go. So maybe like in a week or two, Ray, you can uh, you can hop on and we'll uh, we'll give you a little chat. See, see what you think for the Devils season. All right, so, all right, here, here we go. Well, first of all, okay. Matt just said Matt Junio in our in our uh, Facebook group just said Wedgewood, Wedgewood is back. He is. Uh, yes, resigned. He is. Yes. I missed that. I missed it. Oh, so he's going to be in that AHL system pretty much forever. That poor guy. Um, well, so you know, in case someone gets hurt, no, if Corey, oh, well, if, yeah. yeah, if Corey, the other Corey, Corey the squared. Other Corey. Oh, Corey Crawford. That, that does work. Corey. Yeah. Corey so my squared. question to Ray, my question to Ray is, Ray, you said Ray. what's going on with the Chicago Yo, Ray. situation, Ray. Ray, when someone asks you if you're a god, you say yes. You say yes. But no, Ray, seriously, you said some, what's going on with the Chicago situation. So I wanted to see what his thoughts were about that. Uh, I also wanted to check out Omar was saying that. Um, oh, everyone's pissed need to in sign, Chicago. They need to sign Sergachev. Uh, Fitz is uh, needs to continue capitalizing on the cap space. I agree. Um, I think that Tyler Johnson uh, going through waivers. Uh, you know, listen, uh, how many years he has left, and and Tyler Johnson maybe three years ago, I would have been like, yeah, do it, yeah. jump all over that. But that train might have nah. left the station. Um, yeah. But you said that, so you just alluded to it. Vegas will need to make some more room for Petrangelo. That's what Omar just said. Mm-hmm. If they if they sign him, that's you know that's one of those things. Um, as wrong as well, uh, St. Louis uh, signed Tory Krug, so you know that's you know a little, little head scratcher there. You're like, hmm. Well, 
that seems to put one piece of the puzzle right back in there. Do they need another one but, now? So you know? why, why is everybody why is everybody all pissed off in Chicago? Like that's my question. Because they're gonna rebuild. Going- they're gonna rebuild, man. And like they're they got two high contracts. You know, Taze and and Kane. Their contracts are so high. It's the same thing with like Toronto. You can only get so many players on the team because you have those monster contracts. And it was going to come back and bite them in the long run. But essentially, you know, the Blackhawks, hey, they got three cups other, out of it. They got they three got cups, cups out of it. Out now of that they got, you know, they, they let Corey Crawford go. Um, you know, they got a little bit of money, but at the same sense, they have to get like, they basically have to have all like, you know, young controllable uh, talent, you know, that they can sign to these, you know, minuscule contracts and, and keep their, and as soon as they, you know, are due for a big arbitration raise or something like that, they can't hold on to them because they don't have any cup space because, yeah, uh, cap space but, because of, you know, Taze and Kane or, and everyone else, uh, Duncan Keith, you know, Seabrook, they're all like taking up all this, all this space. So they're going to have to break it down over there. Those guys are going to have to get broken yeah, up. But you uh, know what though, that that's the price you pay to win Stanley cups. Because at the time I think, I think when they were winning, losing the red man. They could hardly when they were losing when the they were winning. Man. What? Panarin Say it again, one more time. Losing out. I said I think oh, it well, yeah. hurt losing out on. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, of course. And I mean, like, yeah, it's a super talented, you know, forward that they lost out on. And and there's a couple other guys that they've had to let go, or there's a couple other guys that they just couldn't fit into their system. But that's yeah. the price you pay. Now, if the devils if the devils start doing this the right way and they start winning, you're gonna have to pay Nico Heischer. You're gonna have to well, Nico's signed for the next seven years. Nico's already you're paid. Pay, you're gonna have to pay Jack Hughes. You're gonna have to pay some of these, you know, some of these younger guys down the road. And if you're winning, and if you're winning cups, or if you're getting to that into that, you know, that conversation, then you're gonna start investing a lot of money into, you know, your top tier guys. And look at what happened. Look, see, that's what happened to well, LA. That's what the, happens to anything nowadays. Be, hopefully, the cap will be raised a little bit by then. I see. I think that's the issue now too. Is the cap didn't go up for well, Chicago, yeah, especially and because Tampa of Toronto. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, especially because of what's going on here. But uh, Leo uh, Ray says, "Hold on, let me see. Ray says the the, I guess he meant core. He says yes. The core players felt blindsided by Chicago going into rebuild and Bowman." Has little to no communication with the players, so I, you know what, I I get what they're where they're coming from, but it's the price you pay. The, listen, the L.A. Kings were dominant, winning two cups. Unfortunately, one of them you could have won the second one. That's fine, <laughs> win that second one, but the first one, come on. But they paid a price. They put and they invest a lot of money into a lot of guys, and their their roster got older. And then you see what happens. Chicago, same thing. That's just the way the NHL is structured nowadays. And you're seeing even Pittsburgh starting to go through it now. Like Pittsburgh, some of their their big name stars, their marquees are starting to get a little bit older. Now they've been able to like find you know financially move things around. Like when they got rid of uh, Mark uh, Andre Fleury, but that's it's just the nature of the beast. But it's good at the same time. Like the days of Detroit winning all the time and then being in the playoffs for like twenty something straight years, the days that the Devils were in the playoffs for what nineteen straight years or whatever it was, those days are, are probably long gone. And and that stinks. But at the same time, it's good because you get a lot more 
competitive balance without, uh, you know, throughout the NHL. And it keeps you kind of honest. Like it keeps you to the point where you're like, maybe I shouldn't hand out a, a you know, a 13 year deal to Zach Parisi and, and Sutter and, and, and hope in a wing and a prayer that they bring a Stanley cup to Minnesota. <laughs> <He'll call laughs> or, or 17 year contract. Uh, 17 years, yeah. Yeah. So that got rid of all that stuff, all that kind of crap. You don't see that anymore. Look at the look. Dude, Taylor Hall just took a one-year deal in Buffalo. You're trying to tell me that he didn't have a better contract offer from any other team that was way more competitive than Buffalo? I mean, just listen, saying. Well, you know, also, it seems as though Taylor Hall has burned some bridges around the league and everything. You know, like, come on, we've all we've we've got we've gone through this now. Like, you know, so oh, does it does it really man. surprise you? Does it really surprise um, you, though, that, like, you know, a team with good chemistry wouldn't want to bring headaches in? Allegedly. Allegedly. I, Allegedly. I, I have to say that does it surprise me that he took a one-year deal in Buffalo? Yes. Um, well, he's just betting on himself to have a great year, and then he's going to go out and try and, like, test the free agent. And try and make again. bank. And try and make bank. Yeah. But, that's all it's that's what he wants Love you know him. what i wonder if he's going to end up getting traded buffalo's gonna Probably. you know who knows if buffalo buffalo buffalo's a team that has potential to like take the next big step to be in, in the playoffs and maybe they thought like hey taylor hall that's it that's our one piece you know we got jack we've got to keep jack happy otherwise he's out of here maybe they thought like you know that's their one piece but i nah. honestly i guarantee I don't want to say I guarantee you. I just think that he had probably better offers on the table, and I don't know why he – oh, the Lakers win. La-di-da. Who cares? Oh, is that why everyone's going bonkers outside my door over here? Okay. I thought it was the yeah. other parade that's going on. I got I got too many parades going on in L.A. today. Yeah. Well, anyways, back uh, – you know, as we're getting close to the 10 o'clock – oh, past the 10 o'clock hour. Um, you know, it's awesome having Mark Recchi on – talking to him kind of getting his idea of like what's going to happen um i i'm really excited about where this season is going to go i don't know if 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 fitzgerald is done doing all the tinkering because there's so much time before the even the season starts so everybody's like man they need to do something like immediately boom 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 we got to do something right now and it's like not really dude if we start january 1st how many months do we have until the season starts we're basically Jan- we're july 1st right now so we have time if they don't sign, like some of these free agents don't sign right away. Like, I don't think Hoffman signed anywhere, right? I don't think Dadnov signed anywhere. I don't think uh, Petrangelo has made his final decision, although all signs are pointing to him going to Vegas. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. there's time. We have plenty of time. Let him build it the right way. Don't have these knee-jerk reactions like you need to have a big name. Yeah, we don't need a, we don't need that big monster name right now. Like I said, you know, like people have been talking about with Patrick Lane for, you know, however many weeks now. Same thing, like, you know, like just wait. Just wait. Don't don't try and like send an offer sheet or something, you know, like I mean, if you can work some sort of sign and trade, that's a different story, but this guy, you know, we talked about it. You don't need that right now. I don't nope. honest to god, guys. You know, I wish I wish wish to the hockey heavens that the devils win the Stanley cup next year. But I, I really doubt that it's going to happen. Maybe it will, maybe it will. Um, but I just 
don't think we're going to be cut bound next year, you know? Um, and then never once know. we start getting there, though, once we start getting, well, I, I think we might be playoff bound, but I don't think we're cut bound. Um, let, let, let's just try to get, you know, uh, above 500, you know, and in the playoff push. That's that's what I want for this year, above 500 and into the playoff push. Um, but yeah. Yeah, dude. So we don't need that big name just yet. No, a playoff push will be will be plenty right now. A playoff push will be plenty. And to be honest oh, with yeah. you, a competitive team. We've said this before. Drafting first overall is fun. It's great, but it's fun for like five seconds. And then after it's done, you're like, well, cool. Now we got this young, talented kid. And we're going to throw him into the mix and see what happens. But. I, I don't want to be in the position to draft number one overall next year. I don't want to be in like this. Um, I don't know in this. I don't want to be in this rebuild for the next three, four five years. I want to see like movement. I want to see the, the needle start to move towards the right direction. You know, I want to see this team be competitive, be at the end of the year. I'd rather have a team that's like, Oh my God, we're pushing. Like we're in a podcast and we're like, guys, five games left. We need three points. Oh, my God, it's coming down to the wire. It's us in Florida, and we're neck and neck, and holy crap, this is exciting. You know, Crawford had an awesome game last night. Mac is coming back into goal tonight. Can they pull it off? Can they get into the playoffs? Like, if they get into the playoffs, it's, who are they going to – you know, like that kind of chatter? Let's – let's let's. remember That's we talked about lowered expectations. I'm not lowered saying no, – no, 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 no. That's not my – my expectations are not to make the playoffs this year. My expectations are – you know what? Just see growth. Realistic expectations. Just Ayo. see Ayo. growth. Yeah, and that's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> As Michael Scott Sam, pops into the picture. We're starting, to, we're starting to work blue over here, so you may want to hit the music to, uh, yeah, to, to yeah. cue us out. <laughs> work blue? What is that? I've never heard of that before. Uh, or work green? What is it? I, don't, I can't. It's like an old like TV filming thing when you when you kind of get a little uh little racy a little racy oh. with the innuendos oh well, i hear the music you do all right yeah, so final anyways thoughts, final thoughts uh absolute honor and pleasure to have mark Recchi on the show today uh i am super excited to see what he's going to bring to this young core tom fitzgerald killing it out there right now building a, a very young and uh talented core so i I think all the pieces are starting to fall into place. Not getting overly excited like we did last year, but being optimistic. Go ahead, Mike. Yes. Um, <clears throat> my quick uh, couple things here. Welcome back, Brian Johnson to ACDC. They got a new uh, song out. Yeah. Uh, happy, happy 30 years in pro wrestling to, to the uh, demo god, Chris Jericho. Uh, of course, yep. rest of power, Eddie Van Halen. Uh, and thank you. Special, special thank you to Mark Recchi uh, for coming on here. And I apologize for my ranting on Fitz on Tuesday. Like I said, I was just an upset with Eddie. I have to say, he went dumb and dumber style, dumb and dumber style, and totally redeemed himself in my mind uh, with these trades. And uh, I feel much more happy and much more confident about it. So, Fitz, awesome job to you too. <laughs> I'd like to thank Mark Recchi for coming on. We've been trading texts uh, back and forth forth for uh, a few weeks, but uh, man of his word, he's 
came on Sunday, so we thank Mark. I'd like to thank the fans uh, for watching. Uh, those that have been sharing our podcast, listening, kind words uh, through Messenger, emails. Oh, and by the way, the last few weeks, I actually wasn't getting those Let's Go Devils podcast emails, uh, so I got a barrage of them. Uh, this morning, so I'm going through them. So I apologize. It's not that Sam Woo. You, you, you just Dude, he's Hollywood. Respond. Hollywood. This guy. He's Hollywood. Hollywood Sam Woo. <laughs> <laughs> hey, and and thanks for the the follow, Randy Miller. Thanks for the follow, Randy yeah, Miller. It's awesome. NJ.com, baby. And um, one final thought, uh, Tommy Fitz. I was having a fit on Tuesday, mm-hmm. but stick with the plan. You know what you're doing. Stick with the plan. Uh, I'm, I'm going to rewrite the devil's marketing from trust the process to stick with the plan. Don't force it, Tommy. You know what you're doing. You're slowly but surely building a dynasty here. And we've got Mark Recky just hearing him, the I loved it when he said, I like to get greedy. Yeah. He wants to win more cups. And if he can instill that into these young players, we've got ourselves, hopefully, many cups for years to come. Thanks, everybody. Till next time, let's go Devil. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.